Welcome to The Broken Arrow, a traditional bow hunting podcast brought to you by Addictive Archery, with your hosts, Schaefer Magnet and Chris Siegel. What's up, Vance? It works. Yeah, how about it, huh? The old yes, sir. Yes, sir. Computer. Well, well, well. Thank, thank you right out of the gate. Thanks so much for the uh, the last minute letting us call you last night and Connie into this. Or actually, hey, no, I, no I, I get no I, problem, I, Jennifer. Jennifer, right? I guess uh, I guess Eric actually conned you into it. What, what did he promise you? Uh, another bottle of bourbon. Uh, okay, I Perfect. Can see, I can see where that could come in. That's All right. right. I get it. So speaking of that, hang on one second. Yes, sir. I see. It looks like I'm drinking a beer, but it's really Fresca. You don't tell anybody. Everybody can think uh, you're you're getting sloshed over there. It's all right. So so Eric said, "Hey, buddy, I'm sending you something in the mail." So he sent me a bottle of Woodford. We use it at camp, but it's got his yeah his logo on the back. How do you do that? Sweet. He does it with the uh, the laser etching machines. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. It is cool. That is great. Known to cause cancer. What? Bourbon? <laughs> laser. Lasers. Laser engraving. Laser engraving or the uh, or the bourbon itself? <laughs> I don't know. In today's world, especially in California, both. I know. I, I think I'm pretty sure bourbon kills everything, man. It's a good okay. stuff. It's yeah, it good does. to have. A, when I feel like crap, I, I have a shot of bourbon and I go to bed. You got to love it. Hey, it's great for for curing the common cold. It's one of those. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, one of those wives' tales. It works. I got I got a nice little thing from uh, Eric in the mail today. I got one of I got a a, a, a slide on quiver. Not slide on. What do you call them? We, we changed the terminology. Strap this. mount. Strap mount. Strap it's mount. no longer a strap on. It's a strap mount. Um, yeah, that went down some some wrong paths. <laughs> but uh, so unintended. Yeah. Oh yeah. Didn't end well. But I got a. Uh, it's the one with the the old school camo on it. Have you seen those? The buffalo leather yes, on both sides and the. St- oh man, I love it. It looks good. So you you got one of those? I awesome. did. Yeah. You might have been who he was a couple of weeks ago. He was showing me one. Um, sent me some pictures of one. Maybe that was maybe that was yours. It did look very nice for a few weeks ago. Well, I I first saw them out in uh, Kalamazoo, and I didn't see. I had never seen them before. So I did he just start doing those right, Shaver? Is that right? Uh, I remember him texting me asking how I liked him. I don't know. It was probably a month or two ago. Well, obviously, because yeah. it was before Kalamazoo. But yeah, it it matches my bow nicely. It looks good. Really like it. Very nice. Thank I'm gonna you. have to get one as well. I have three of his now. That's you're just getting there. That's just that's scratching my, the surface. Yeah, that's my third one. <laughs> Schaefer, you've you've been at it for a little bit. I have three sitting on the table behind me. Oh, and, oh, and then another three sitting on my shelving to the right of me. I, I told Eric if he ever runs out of stock, check with me, and we'll see if we can make it work just to get an order out. Gently used. You know, what's funny is we were um, we were moose hunting, and I know we'll get into this stuff later. Oh, yeah. And he, sa- he said, hey, man, I want to talk to you about something. I want to pick your brain on some business and – and um, how you purchase a business and how they're valued and those kind of things. Um, and then, but during that trip, he's like, uh, 
So what do you think of uh, Great Northern Quivers? And I was I was telling them the stuff I did not like about them, and I didn't <laughs> I didn't own them. I didn't own any at the time. I owned one, and then I donated it at a PBS banquet. Um, and so what I did not like about it since then they have changed, and so I do like them a lot now. Um, I didn't like that that um, instead of the foam, I didn't like that plastic. Oh, the rubber. Foot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some things I didn't like. I didn't like the way you access that back arrow. They didn't have the inline grippers. Um, there were some things I didn't I didn't like. And uh, anyway, so he I, I, he I had no idea he was buying that business. I was trying to get it out of him, but he he didn't he didn't buy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. The uh, the over under gripper. I'm convinced if everybody gave it its time, this, you would love it way more. This is a this is a constant thing back and forth because that that's what. I, I like a straight quiver. I like a straight, like the straight arrows staggered, and he mm-hmm. likes the he likes the the front and back. Well, I, I've been using the over under since I was like two, so like it's just it's how a great northern's supposed to be. But I like how tight it keeps your feathers because you don't have that big fan. Yeah, but your then you're reaching wing. around to get the arrow. If we, I don't know. I just I don't like it. I See, like the, the goal is to just be skillful enough, Chris, where you don't have to go back there. Well, usually I don't need That's the second. Right. Wait, wait, Vance. <laughs> usually I don't need the second arrow. <laughs> usually is that the keyword? So sometimes <laughs> um, it is. It is growing on me because you can access, you know, the top three and then the one that's closest to you. Easy is yeah. that back one that you cannot, but that's always the one you leave for your judo point. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, and so, so it's not it's not a big deal anyway, and it does. I like the streamlined look with the longbow a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, like when I'm shooting 3D, the one that's tucked right there is actually the one I'll pull out. That's the the arrow I'm shooting the whole time. The hardest okay. one to get. Yep. Yeah, you're just weird. So you were able to get it out of there without making any noise. I mean, you that oh, yeah. skilled yet where you don't bang it on the on the riser at least three times. That that, that I do have, yeah. <laughs> Some bows make it easier than others, but yeah. it, it is a, a task I have probably successfully done a few times. One, one of Schaefer's it's not, it's your bow not the arrow. Whole skin wrapped around it everywhere, right there. <laughs> whole riser is just covered. <laughs> uh, I love it. So I guess I guess we should have you introduce yourself real quick because we're going to start trying to get good at this, and we've, we've been on a roll for at least five episodes now. Are we live right now? We're we're recording. Yeah, we didn't say anything bad. Okay. Are you okay with that? Oh yeah. All right. Absolutely. I think, I think we're good. We just like to surprise the guests. And yeah. Just a full on frenzy. Actually, that's the whole well, podcast. Let- Thanks for coming out. Have a great night. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> um, we get back to my bourbon now. It was nice, nice seeing you guys. Uh. So go ahead. So and you're in your yourself. shop. What what room are you in, Chris? I, I'm in my uh, my drum room. Okay. You look like you're in a library. Holy cow, look at that. That's impressive. Yeah. See, he thought it was a shop because I changed perspective, so it isn't my laundry room anymore. It makes it look like a shop, but it's actually his basement. <laughs> it looks All right, so I'm in my I'm in my there's some longbows and recurves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's some deer there's some deer heads. Can you see them? Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Fair skin. There's the biggest one over there. Oh, that's a good looking room, and, and and that's built into the wall right next to you there, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Mine's not. It's it's it sits out a little bit. It's kind of a pain. Yeah, I like that. Very cool. So uh, I uh, I can sing, but I, I've got a guitar, by the way. But I can't. But I oh, can't yeah. play it. Oh yeah. My son can. All right. All right. Nice. I got a weird echo. All right. There. So introduction. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, what do you want to know exactly? Who are just, you? Just, who are you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. T- to be clear, I'm nobody. Um, <laughs> I am uh, Vance Henry. I live in Thompson, Georgia. I'm a native of Georgia, and I've been a bow hunter most of my life. I'm 53. I've been a bow hunter since I was 15. Um, I have been a compound shooter for years, and I didn't switch over permanently until the traditional world until about eight or nine years ago. Okay. Um, that being said, I always had the mentality of being a traditional bow hunter because I always shot heavy arrows. I always shot everything close. Um, I always had the, uh, the woodsmanship mindset and, uh, even my, my parents, my mom and dad, I've got two siblings. When we were all teenagers, my parents wanted a portrait of each sibling individually and kind of their habitat, what they like to do. So, um, my siblings did their thing and I'm sitting, I'm standing next to a white oak tree holding a recurve when I'm a teenager. So I had the interest for years and years and years. I still have that, that portrait still around. We've downsized my folks. Uh, so it's now in a closet upstairs in the, in the attic. <laughs> um, but anyway, I've had the mindset and loved it for a long, long time. I just did not pull the switch permanently until eight or nine years ago. Did you, did you dabble so, a little bit for a little bit? I did dabble. I did dabble some, um, and whether I missed one or punched a doe, um, you know, and just 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 made a bad shot on a doe. I remember yeah. one in particular, and really it was the only one. Um, I'm like, well, that wouldn't have happened if I had a compound, so I would pick the compound back up, and uh, so I, that that went on. Um, you know, I just continued to shoot the compound for a while, and then finally, ultimately. Killed a number of nice bucks with a the compound. They were all close, all under 20 yards. Really, really, they were within 10 or 15 yards. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm, I'm bothering to shoot the compound. So I just let it go and um, picked up the picked up the trad bow. Um, there's there's a caveat to that story. So I married my um, my wife. We've been married for 12 years. Um, and her dad is a big traditional bow hunter. So when we met. That was fantastic. That was just an absolute bonus. And then her dad introduced me to uh, Matt Schuster. I'm sure you guys know Matt. Yep. Um, so, you know, Matt being the, the president of PBS, and um, so I've been friends with Matt uh, for a good eight or nine years now. And uh, so that's helped, that's helped really drive my um, wanting to get more involved in the, in the, in the trout world with, uh, with being friends with Matt. But I'm, I'm the current president of uh, Traditional Bow Hunters of Georgia. Um, I've been an officer of TBG for uh, about eight years. I was VP for six. I've been a president for two years. This September will be two years. Um, and I've been a um, member of PBS for um, that entire time, eight or nine years as well, uh, maybe just a little less. And I'm finally a Compton's member. Um you know, just getting some pressure from Burkhart because uh, Brian Burkhart and I have done some hunting together, and uh, we'll tell that story too. Um, actually, he has, he has pressured me zero. He gives me a, a um, 
a snide remark once in a while, but I finally <laughs> said, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Brian and uh, I'm just an idiot for not joining Compton. So I finally joined Compton's. So we are, we are good to go. Awesome. That's that might be the best intro America. we've had so far. That, yeah, that's a solid one. Good. Oh, perfect. We, we're, we're big fans of Brian, too. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's an awesome guy, for sure. Definitely. So, so where should we, we start this? That, that's a good question. What, 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 do you remember the first time you picked up uh, a, a traditional bow? Like, what, 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 that time that it just sunk in and hit you? Um... You're pretty young, probably. First huh? time, the first time I was at a, I purchased a Hoyt takedown wooden riser recurve bow when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and had that bow for years. Um, and in my early twenties, um, I was shooting a, a trad shoot here in Thompson, Georgia, and met a guy named Ray Hammond. And at that shoot, and then Ray. You know, I wanted to get a custom bow, and so he sent me to Kohana Recurves. He said, hey, this these, this guy makes a nice bow. And so I purchased a Kohana Recurve, and I had it for years and years and years. I've sold it ultimately. Um, but I remember how much fun I just had shooting that bow and then chasing pigs in the swamps and, and deer hunting with it. That was the first time um, that I spent a lot of time with a, with a traditional bow. But probably the one that I fell in love with was a um, – a longbow hunter, um, a bamboo, a bamboo long hunter uh, built by Dan Quillian. You guys know who he is? No, never heard of him. The name sounds familiar. That bow was built by Owen Jeffrey. Dan Quillian really made traditional bow hunting in Georgia what it is. Um, check him out. He was a big, big figure in traditional bow hunting back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And um, he killed everything all over North America with a longbow. But he made an indestructible longbow. And my, my, my father-in-law, being as cheap as he was, he saw this bow and didn't know what it was hanging in an antique store in town and said, hey, there's a longbow hanging in the rafters um, in the antique store. So I went up there and grabbed that thing for 200 bucks and it's sitting over here. And um, the first time I took it hunting in the swamp, I literally shot a pig with it in South Georgia. And, uh, I mean, I was really – I was just absolutely hooked with that thing. And walking through the swamps with a longbow was just fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Um I shot it for a long, long time, got into some custom bows. When I went back to shooting that bamboo long hunter, it felt like you were shooting a two by four. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, <laughs> it just had some, some vibration and stuff. Um, but it's a great bow. It's indestructible. Um, anyway, so how old is it now, right now? It's, it's, it's from, it's gotta be from the seventies. It may be early eighties. Cool. Um, he was known for making bows that were very high poundage, 70, 80s. Yeah. Um, this one is 56 pounds, and it's uh, 68 inches long, so it was it was easy to shoot, um, and it's just an enjoyable bow. Do you have a, a longer draw? No, I'm only 28 inches. 28, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So on any given day these days, is there a bow that's typically in your hand? Yeah, either a... Either a fox bow or a tall tines bow is going to be in my hands. Nice. Yeah. Um, the one I have fallen in love with um, is a um, is a tall tines, not a tall tines. I love the tall tines stick flinger. I've been shooting those for a long time. But I also have a, uh, a fox traditional takedown longbow. Um, I absolutely love that bow. If you guys haven't shot either one of those, I would encourage you to. 
I, I shot I, you go I shot ahead, some go. of the tall times recurves. I've never shot the stick flinger. The uh, fox, I've heard of them, never seen one in person or shot one. Are you on Tall Tines list right now? I should be. There you go. Um, yeah. So Tall Tines was made by a guy named Brian Wessel. Wessel. Now it's Michael Arnett. Michael Arnett. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I've never shot one, and every and I, I've heard a lot about them lately. And I, I mean, I've I've heard about them forever, but I, it seems like more and more I hear more about them. Maybe it's since Michael took over, but. I think there's a lot more social media or Michael does a lot more of the social media than Brian used okay. to. Yeah, they look yes, sweet. He does. Man, they look sharp. Yeah, he puts them on um on Instagram quite a bit, or at least that I've seen. Um and I got a chance to meet him, so I dropped off some limbs that I had made by Brian that were too heavy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had that bow a while and I took two pairs of limbs to Michael, um, just in January, I went, I went pheasant hunting out there with some friends and we drove and stopped by a shop and met him. We went out to lunch and, um, I just got those limbs back yesterday, but he, nice. he reduced some poundage. Um, but they are great. Those stick flingers are great shooting bows. I got to try one. It never stops. Give it a whirl. Yeah. Yeah. It never ends. Um, Do I need to even ask how many bows you guys have. I I've downsized recently. Um, mainly because I, bought a couple new ones uh but i don't know where my where my i was like 12 or 15 and then i got rid of a few i just sold two i sold a bear mag and i sold a bear 50th anniversary takedown and while we were out at michigan i bought a uh, a, a widow psa and right after i bought the psa maybe the next day i think that's saturday i went back to the rack and i was i found a kb that i absolutely loved and I shot that, and I've hung that up, and I was like, I can't, I can't buy another boat here. So I waited till I got home, and then I told him to send that one to me. So, <laughs> so, so I got two yeah. new ones, but I did get, I get, got rid of a couple. So, um, so I have like three or four or five right now that I'm rotating through. I think I have ten or eleven on my upstairs rack, and then I have, I don't know. Another eight to ten on my downstairs table that are just like garage sale type finds or nothing, nothing special or I'll probably never shoot. They just kind of reside on the table in the basement. Yeah. But I have a few on the rack that aren't moving right now. But the, there's like a constant rotation of about five bows, and then there's probably there's probably six sitting on the rack somewhere somewhere around there. I'd like to say yeah, I'm similar. Table, it's not this one. That's actually it. I have that put together because I'm going to do some how-to videos for Eric. <laughs> so that's a oh, great northern. That's a great northern example table at the moment. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I've I've got similar amounts to you guys, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's four or five that I that I really want to want to sell. I was telling a guy named Jeff Springer. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of him or not. He um. He's a former vet. He, he he lives in uh Boston six months of the year. He lives in Aiken, South Carolina six months. But he's a member of Paradise, this big hunting place that I belong to with Matt Schuster in South Georgia. He's over seventy. And um we were talking about number of bows that that we, that we had and I told him how many I had and I felt bad how many I had. It was fifteen or sixteen. He's like, Oh, you need to tell your wife you're a saint. I've got hundred and fifty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you can only shoot one. 
Yeah. A wise man once told that to me. Well, then again, it was Ken, but yeah. it was... He, he did tell me that once. I don't know. I, I like... You know, that I, I kind of compare it to, like, you know how that, that guy, that rich guy that's got a bunch of sports cars and he drives the Porsche on Monday or the Ferrari on Tuesday or some crap like that? You know what I mean? I, I, I like having a lot of bows because, like, depend, like, I grab a different bow every day. I don't shoot the same bow all the time. I'm definitely rotating through them constantly. So I like having a few bows, especially different ones. Like, if you're if you got a real beefy, like, a widow takedown and then you go over to, like, a, a super light longbow, you know? It's fun to, mm-hmm. to get hit both both ends of that spectrum. So lots of bows are not, See, I, not a bad thing. I'm the other way. It's like I choose a bow for the year, and I try to stick with that bow for the entire year. Like sometimes it almost feels like once I shoot the next bow, the previous bows have just been retired, and occasionally yeah. I'll bring them back. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what happened to my bears. Once I, once I bought a few widows, then I was like, I was shooting those all the time, and the bears were just hanging there. So I felt kind of bad about those things sitting around because they're 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 nice bows. I mean they're beautiful to shoot. So so we got rid of those. So yeah. But similar mindsets, no doubt. Yeah, I I want a uh, I want I have you know obviously I said I'm I'm gonna lay off on buying bows for a little bit. I lied. Um, I've heard that. Before. Yeah, I think I said that last week. <laughs> But, uh, he didn't I, have a single widow at the beginning of July last year. He now has three. Yeah. Um, I would like a, I would like a D style. I haven't decided what. Like I'm not saying like the. I, I like a dished grip. I don't like the uh, if you've seen those like the hill style bows that have that flat grip. I don't like those. Yeah. But that I, was tough. Yeah, I want a D style with like a dished out grip. I just don't know what yet. I want to try something I've never shot before. All right. So look into that fox traditional bow he'll call okay. it a um a pistol grip okay. but it's 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 like a pistol locator it's um yeah yeah you would like uh sounds like you would like that one a lot um, yeah i was it's looking incredibly at- quiet his craftsmanship's fantastic yeah Great shooting bow. So, something like that i'll have to check him out if it's called fox what fox archery fox archery okay i was looking yep. at um great northerns too while we're out kalamazoo and they're and they're slick looking too i think eric kind of oh, yeah Kind of turned me on to those Eric Great Northern Quivers. Eric, kind of Great Northern bows. Y- yeah, because he's got confusing. It. He's yeah. I, everybody gets confused, and everybody's Eric. But um, yeah, I, I, he turned me on to them, and I kind of like them. So, and then Schaefer kind of pushed them on me too. But uh, yeah, so that that someday a, a real nice light longbow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do. Yeah, they're pretty. Something about those Hard lines. To beat. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That is for sure. So let's let's talk some hunting. I do you. Uh... Well, let me start with this. Eric asked me oh. to t- ask you to tell the story about. Oh, ask him about not bad. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so let me chuckle. Uh, so that's got to be good. Let me let me just back up with uh with how I met Eric. You want to do that? Yes. You're the strange guy at the bar at the PBS banquet, I believe, is the general gist. Yeah, so how did you – where did I, you hear that? I've okay. been with friends with Eric's for a while, but it, okay. it should still just go over the story because it's a good one. So we're in Wisconsin. Ever since I owned – or ever since I was a member of um, PBS, I've been to all the banquets. Florida and Wisconsin was next. And I think it was after the first day of the seminars – um, it's beer time, it's beverage time, and the bar is packed, and there's just one seat next to this big ogre of a guy 
wearing this, uh, you know, the hat. this uh, classic sportsman hat um, inside where it's 80 degrees. And um, anyway, so I sat down there and uh, we didn't say a word to each other for a minute. And then we just started talking, introduced ourselves. Um, and he said, hey, what was your favorite seminar for the day? And so I talked about that was uh, when Monty and Brian did a seminar together on a oh, yeah. do-it-yourself moose hunt. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, hey, that was my that was my favorite seminar, too. He goes, you know what? He goes, I've been trying to plan one of those things and do one of those things forever. And, uh, you know, none of my friends want to go. They either don't have the resources or just don't want to go. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I've been wanting to plan one of those forever. And uh, my friends either don't have the resources or don't want to go. <laughs> and so we literally shook hands right on the spot <laughs> and said, we're going. Oh, we are awesome. 100% going. That, so that's we started planning it. And then the next day we ran into each other in the hallway. You know, we just sat there for another couple of hours that night just talking about it. But we ran into each other in the hallway and he goes, did you mean that last night? Did you mean that? Are we good? <laughs> And I'm like, we're going, Big Daddy. We're going. Oh, that's awesome. So, oh, that's so too good. Literally, it took us. I mean, it took us years to. It took it took two full years to figure all that out. Um, to plan the planning process is a whole different conversation. Um, so to get to know one another, the following year I was going on an elk hunt. We needed um, in Utah with Matt Schuster and uh, um, and his nephew, and we needed um, one more person. So I said, you know, if I'm going to be in Alaska eventually for two weeks with a guy by ourselves in the middle of nowhere, it'd be nice to hunt with him ahead of time. Um, true. Make sure you want to get you know, into this. In case he's a, uh, you know, a meathead or a knucklehead. And all that was true, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> so we went on this uh, elk hunt in Utah and just had an absolute blast. You know, we weren't going to have any trouble getting along um and i was faster than he was i could run a lot faster if we got into trouble in, in alaska um and he was bigger than me so if we needed to fight anything he was going to be good <laughs> all that all your bases covered so yeah. to me it was a win-win right we're good to go <laughs> um so fast forward we finally got our moose on all figured out we didn't shoot anything elk hunting that year um we, we finally got all the moose hunting stuff figured out Ended up uh, going on our on our hunt, and then every meal, you know, we're having to eat these mountain house deals. And I would say, how is it, Eric? How's the uh, egg and cheese? How's the Asian rice? How's the chicken and noodles? How's the beef stew? How's the whatever it is, the fettuccine and chicken? <clears throat> and every time, he would just go, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Three meals I, a day, <clears throat> not bad. I, I can I literally mean, hear that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not bad. And I finally said, Eric, is anything ever good? <laughs> just Is it ever just good? Or does it ever suck? Or is it always just not bad? You know what I mean? So that's where, that's where not bad came from. It reached minimum requirements. That's all that no. matters. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so I ordered a quiver for a fox recurve, um, beautiful fox recurve, and I wanted a quiver for it that would match. And um, so he engraved, you know, he had laser engraved the VH um, symbol in the hood of the quiver. But on the backside, I didn't know he was doing this. He put in quotes, not bad on the backside of that quiver. <laughs> so which is just fantastic. I'm the guy that sends Eric 
the random words for him to engrave. Really? And I, I remember that. doing one that said not bad going, what? This is okay. This is a weird thing to put on a quiver, but this all makes sense now. Yep. That was it. Usually it's a little bit more like uh, stay calm, pick a spot. Or <laughs> what, 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 was, what, was, what was the one on, on ours? Pick a spot, dumbass. Pick a spot, dumbass. Pick a spot, was on dumbass. Ours. Yep. Oh. He was like, man, I hope I hope that was okay that I put it on there. I'm like, that was beautiful. <laughs> I would show you right here, but it's that bow's out in the out in the shop. I don't have it in front. Uh, of me. That's just one of those ones where you you shoot an arrow and you look at the quiver. Yep, not bad. Guys, I'll be That's right back. Exactly right. I got to run and grab a so coffee. Now everything is not bad, no matter what it is, no matter how great, it's not bad. Not bad. Oh, that's too funny. I so remember doing that and just thinking, man, interesting thing to put on a quiver, but it makes so much sense now. Yeah. Yeah, I had no uh, idea you did his uh, did his labor and laser engraving for him. I, I don't do the engraving. I just do like if he somebody asks for a quote or uh, just some random. I just do the oh. decal logo side of it, and then he does all the the engraving part. But I got you. Like I was the one when you sent your logo, it was on a flask, right? Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, I had yeah. to take it from the flask and make it to a uh, a computer file so he could. Okay. All right. Put it on a flask. Yeah. So the nice thing is, is he challenges me. So I I had like no skills at the beginning. I was like, yeah, if you need something like file change, let me know. I can do it. And then all suddenly it was, uh, (laughs) any chance you can make this flask engravable? Oh, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. (laughs) Yeah, man. I got that flask right over there. Oh, man, that's too good. Too good. Good stuff. Did you get your coffee? Yep. I did. I had to run up and get my coffee. I had to refill. Sorry. My coffee's sitting right over here. I wasn't sure what the coffee rule was. You know, oh, have any cream oh, go for you it. can do whatever you want. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got going on over there? I heard ice in it's the tumbler. It's just a little bourbon. All right. All right. Yep. Should we ask how it is? How, how is it? It's good. No, it's, it's, not very bad. Good. it's not bad. <laughs> And I was almost too slow on that one. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Uh, All right, yeah. should we get into some hunting? Absolutely. Yeah. Let, let's hear. Yeah. Let, let's start it off early. Let's hear your first trad kill. First trad kill was with a um, a, a Damon Howitt um, X two hundred. Y'all familiar with those? Nope. No, I, I've, I've but I've been looking at Damon Howitts lately. Well, what year frame are we talking? Yeah, nineteen nineteen eighties. It would have been sold in Kmart for probably one hundred and fifty bucks. Nice. And they're still sweet shooting recurves. Um, it was a fifty pound recurve. It's 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 actually in the shop too. So I was at our family farm in Warren County, um, and I'm just uh, hunting over some sawtooth oaks, and I'm in a ladder stand and a nice big. Doe, 125. That's big for down here, by the way. If you're in yeah. Georgia, 120 pound doe is a big doe. And uh, made a uh, made a good shot. She ran 40, 50 yards, piled up, and I was just tickled to death. Um, I have always been an antler guy, and I've got a lot of antlers. But and I, you know, conversations I've had with trad guys are like, man, you'll forget about the antlers when you really start getting into serious about. And they are they are 100 percent correct i just you know i'm going to shoot something with big antlers if it walks by 
but I'm very, very, very happy shooting a doe. Um, always have been. I've always shot does, but it just the sense of satisfaction of shooting anything with that recurve or longbow um, is just really overwhelming. I just, I just, it's, it's just incredibly enjoyable. Yeah, it doesn't seem but, to go away. Now, what, no. what year was that? The when you that would have been so. As long as I've been shooting uh, trad bows, um, I haven't been skunked. So I'm happy to say I haven't been skunked in any year I've been shooting them um, since I started taking it serious. So that would have been nine years ago, I guess. You shouldn't okay. have said that out loud. Yeah. 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 What was that? What's that? I did say nine years out loud. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean I don't want you. I don't want you jinxing yourself and then going blanking out this oh, year. Oh, I did say that year. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah, Golly. Yeah. That's all right. Especially since I'm going on a moose hunt this year. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> nobody listens. So you'll be That's it now. I got to call Eric and cancel. <laughs> Let's go Why'd next you year. Why do that? <laughs> so, so you guys, would you guys skip a year? This is, and, and now you're going back up. We went, um, yes, we went, we went elk hunting this past year. So we were together when he shot that nice six by six bull. Oh, that was a beaut. It was a beauty. Yeah. But you know, I'll tell you what I'm, what I'm highly irritated about is Eric ruined my evening. (laughs) Cause you had to pack that out with him. It it was the last evening of the hunt. And I finally found this spot and I'm like, man, I'm going to shoot me a bull tonight. And I just got settled down. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just happy as I can be. It's a beautiful scenery. There's just elk droppings everywhere. Um, I heard some bugling in that area, and I'm just, I was so confident. And about that time, the phone buzzes. Hey, just shot a six by six bull. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm on the way, some bitch. <laughs> so the three of us, uh, the, Eric was up on the mountain, so the other three of us met back at camp and and went that way, and uh, finally made it to him after dark. And he had he had had you know some of the some of the the, the hindquarters were off and had some of it processed at that point. But it was a uh, it was just a fantastic um, um, moment hour, you know, being on that mountain. Eric being just absolutely ecstatic, you know, as Eric, you know, as ecstatic as he can be. Um, yeah. He was uh, just tickled pink, and we were just so happy to help. And it took two loads to get it down, and then he and I had to go back the next morning and do it again. That's when you realize how bad out of shape you are. And uh, <laughs> but it was it was um, it was so much fun. So obviously he didn't ruin my evening. I was uh, tickled to death. We were all tickled to go help him. Um, just very 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 happy. So I'm hoping he can return the favor and help me pack out a moose this fall. That sounds good. Heck yeah. That sounds real good. So, so what hunt do you want to get into? I was about to say, you guys went moose hunting in 2020, right? 2020, yes. How'd you how'd you pull that off? No, See, 2021. 2021. Okay, so it was after yeah. it was after the world end ended for five minutes, and then came back. You went back up. That's right, and okay. you still had to wear a mask in in the airports and so forth in 2021. Right. Yeah. So we planned that hunt together. What do you guys want to know about that in particular? Or any. I mean, you can probably just like highlight the planning, but probably just it'd be cool just to hear about the hunt itself once you were in Alaska. Okay. So, yeah, the it, it took us two years to plan it. You know, the the challenge there is to find, um, you know, you, you call people, and so you either have to um, know where you want to go, and then someone can fly you in there, 
um, or someone's booked up or someone is a draw only area. There's a lot of challenges and to get all the pieces to work well together. Yep. It takes a while to find, to find all of that. We finally did. We were successful. Um, we were excited to go. And just as a, as a, I'll back up a quick Brian Burkhart. Um, you know, I knew Brian through PBS, but not very well at all. And he was going to be one of our speakers. He was going to be our speaker, at the traditional bow hunters of Georgia in 2021. And so he came down here. I said, Hey, if you come down and you're our speaker, I will be uh, happy to take you pig hunting. Matt Schuster was supposed to come with us. He couldn't make it. So Brian and I, I picked him up at the airport, just got to hang out um, in the in the in the truck for three hours, and I literally just picked his brain the entire time on a do-it-yourself moose hunt. We had say, a he must fantastic be a wealth time. of knowledge. <laughs> he absolutely is. We had a fantastic time hunting. Got along extremely well. We came back to the house a day early. Stayed here, but the luxury of having Brian in my home, um, we went through all my hunting gear. And he said, you need this, you don't need this, you need this, you don't need this. And so we swapped around a little bit of clothing. Um, and uh, it was it was just valuable to have him here and go through all that stuff with me. And um, so, you know, I'll be I'll be forever thankful. We've been we've been good friends ever since. Uh, so so back that up on the on the moose hunt. There's other stories around us when, when Brian was down here. But um, so we were we were well prepared. You know, Eric and I have been talking about all of that. We got dropped off. Um, we had a, um, a transporter, and so you know he provided the tent, he provided our transportation, and a handful of other things. He provided an axe and a and a, and a skillet, um, and and cots. That's basically and some water. That's basically what he supplied for us. And we got set up that first day. We went out the next day. Um, in the morning and didn't do a lot of good. You know, nothing was really happening the next, that morning. Came back into camp. We're in camp. We're in the tent. It's midday. And I laid down on the cot and he's over there eating something that wasn't bad. And, um, <laughs> and we both hear this. And I just instantly stood up. He thought I was clearing my throat um, when he heard that noise. And the second time I heard it, I just sat straight up. And he looked at me and he's like, is that what I think it is? I'm like, absolutely. So we got outside, went over to the slough that was behind the, the camp. And there was a really nice bull walking on the other side of the slough. Um, and it was going north of us. And so we made a plan to go after that bull that evening. We didn't think he was going to go too far. So we decided we were just going to let him, let him go on and we would go after him in an hour or so. And so sure enough, we went up that way um, and we heard him. He was, he was not, he was a half a mile away from camp probably. And we heard him grunt and we would call and he would grunt back. We would call and he would grunt, call and he would grunt, rake his antlers, but he never would come to us. And I'm like, man, he's got to have a cow with him. And we were trying to get around. We're on the edge of a meadow. We're trying to get to where we can see him to see what's going on. Um, we went out to the meadow far enough and we finally could see him. And I'm like, okay, he's there. And we realized we need to just try a different position so maybe we can get him in from a different angle. So we backed up a little bit, went on the other side of the meadow. We had the wind in our favor. And then we realized he had a cow with him. Um, we continued to call. And, um, you know, Eric was calling and getting nothing. I'm like, well, let me let me give him a call. Here he comes. And uh, <laughs> anyway, you can, give, uh, you can give Eric a hard time about that too sometime. So here he comes. 
and we lose him in the woods and we're looking at him when he's coming across the meadow and we're like, man, he's, you know, you have to, you have to be 50 inches wide where in this particular zone. Um, and we were having a really difficult time trying to make him be larger than 50. Yeah. And realistically he was 48 to 50. How are you, judge, how are you judging that? You know, um, you watch a lot of video before you go. Yeah. You look at the, the, the info that's on the Alaskan website. You look at, you know, his ears and the paddles and the, and the, the bases and, you know, the eyes and the whole bit and try to figure that out. But he, we were, we were trying to make him be 50 inches. And bottom line is he came through the woods just grunting. We have great video of yeah. him. And he comes walking right through the, right through the bush and stops about 12 yards from us on the, on the, on right in front of us. Oh man. And, and we just had a great broadside shot and the way he's just walking through that woods, you know, just rocking and he's got his, you know, just a big set of antlers on him. I mean, it was very intense. It was really, really cool. It's one of those moments you'll never forget. You just wish he was a no brainer. And so the mindset that we had that, that, the advice people gave to us um, was don't look for the 50 incher. You have to look for the 60 incher yeah. that way, you know, for sure. Um, so we knew he wasn't that big. And uh, so we let him, we let him just go on past us. And then he got our wind at that point and hauled butt. But then he came right back, circled us a little bit and went right back to his cow. Um, so he was not leaving that cow. He had almost forgotten about her ended up turning around and coming back what's the uh the penalty if you shoot one under 50 um i would imagine you lose your you lose your license don't get the meat don't get the antlers you don't get anything all right so they may not they may not check you you know um but if you get caught and we weren't going to take that chance obviously no, you know, exactly what we're all about yeah um, I could just see you making a, you know, like it should be fifty, but a measuring out to be freaking forty nine and five eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be our luck. That would be our luck. So there was a few mornings later. Um, we're we're getting up in the morning, and we are um, heading out, and we hear some more grunting coming on. And this first one, Eric is. I'm right at the tent. And he's probably 15, 15 yards from me, um, you know, in the direction we're going north. We're going to hunt together that morning. And that same a cow comes through camp and that same bull. We knew it was the same bull comes through. And he walked through at point blank range. And both of us could have shot him. And uh, so it was just cool. We were, you know, looking at each other and that was just really cool. And then we heard some more running going on. And so we're like, oh, Lordy, what is what is this? And the second one coming in was a, a good bit bigger than the first one. We we're like, OK, this one is a shooter for sure. But Eric and I, it all happened kind of fast. We were not standing side by side. We're a good 15 yards apart or more. And this other one comes in, sees one of us and stops. And where it stops, Eric can only see one paddle. He can really only get one, you know, a look at a good look at one paddle. And can't see how the two are together. And I can see both paddles, um, but I'm not shooting because, well, one, the angle, and two, Eric is clearly much closer than I am, and it's just not a good shot opportunity for me whatsoever. Um, 
but I can tell that it's a giant. And I'm just wondering why he's not shooting. Um, and then I didn't know that he was, you know, he could not quite tell. And what I should have done looking back is say, shoot, just they shoot it out loud. Shoot, 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 shoot. You know, that's what I should have done. Um, was not thinking about it. And uh, so that one stood there long enough. And then he, he bails, you know, he ends up chasing those other two. And we end up chasing that bull um, all morning long. We had opportunities. Eric had a, um, a very close encounter with him. It was coming right at Eric. He got very close to him. I mean, literally coming right at him. Um, and, uh, you know, you just don't know what to do when he's that close and he's facing you. No shot opportunity, incredibly thick. And um, we chased that thing all morning, but it just uh, it didn't it didn't work out. So in that area, if I remember correctly, there wasn't like a good glassing spot, right? It was all pretty all flat. flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty much ju- was it all just calling and trying to hear, or you know, responses, or just kind of search? Of course, it sounds like they were right in camp, so that was pretty pretty nice. They were in camp, so that was some of the advice that. That, that Burkhardt gave me, you know, was, you know, when you get there, you know, you're going to be dropped off in the middle of nowhere. Do not feel like you need to go a mile or two because you're already in the spot. Yeah. Yep. You do not need to leave. Stay right where you are. You know, just stay, stay close to camp. There's no need to go as far away as you can. Um, especially if you're talking about packing it back and those kind of things. Yeah. So we would just go a little ways and just start calling. We called some. Um, the first evening, and that's what Ryan recommended at night, call him. And uh, anything that's a long way away can hear you, and he'll he'll take his time getting there, but he'll get there eventually. And so we ended up having, um, um, I on my own had a, had a run-in with about a 35, 38-inch bull somewhere in there. That may have been the result of calling a day before. Called him into point-blank range, had video of him too. He walked right Walked right by just the wrong, just the wrong bull. Knew that one was only a three foot, three foot bull. Um, we had lots and lots of calling. You know, we would call every hour, every two and just, um, um, that was, that was the bottom line and rake, but there's, there's no, no glassing whatsoever. I did have a nice meadow I'm looking at. It's probably 300 yard meadow. When you guys go back, are you going to the same area? Are you changing up? No, we're going to the same area and we may, may literally be in the same spot. Um, the exact same spot. There were some rifle hunters that went in there last year and shot a um, and shot that probably that bull. They said it's 65 inch bull that came out of there. Uh, that's a good one. Right in camp, and that might have very well been the same same bull. It's crazy. Yeah. So so yeah. The, so we're probably going to that same spot. And that's uh, is that when's that when are you guys going back September or August? September, um, September, leaving on around the 8th, September 8th. We'll How many around. days are you guys going for? We're going to hunt from the probably 10th through the uh, 19th or 20th. Nice. Okay, so like 10 days. Yeah. That's not bad. And you got to, I guess it's Alaska. You got to accept the fact that you could get stuck back there for a little bit longer, right? You could. So the transporter can get us uh via boat you know so um odds are we won't get stuck so you're not dependent on planes not Uh, well you are to get out of the to get out of where he is okay um but they do have planes that that fly with um um what do they call it ilf i think international limpet 
<laughs> no, it's not an inch and a limp fish. <laughs> I knew that was coming up. What do they call that? Is that like a radar? I was actually like, trying to withhold myself. From Is that a radar or something? <laughs> yeah, there's two There's two ways of flying. You either fly by sight or you fly by, by you know, um, radar. Uh, right, yeah. right. Okay. Oh, man, that sounds like a fun trip. That, it is that, absolutely fun. And is it just the two of you going back? Just the two of us, yep. Awesome. So we'll hear some wolves. You know, it's always cool to hear those things. Oh, heck yeah. The campfire going, and you hear the wolves in the background. They're around. That's cool. Um, it is absolutely awesome. Has that been your favorite hunt to date? 100%. Awesome. Yep. What 100%. Was... So, so we know we pretty much know the answer. If we, we we have a question, we ask every now and then. It's basically if you could hunt one thing for the rest of your life, only one thing. What would it be? Imagine oh, Lord. man, that's a tough one. Yeah, people so, get hung up on. How it. long do you get? Can you hunt it all season long? Yeah, your season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, figure we'll we'll give you a two month season. No, that has it. Still has to be a whitetail. Yeah. Really? Wow, that's that's the first time I think we've gotten that right. First time you've gotten a whitetail? Yeah, I think we had uh, we had um, was it Drew, Drew from Drew? Selway basically Said died turkey. in his chair trying to come up with an answer. Yeah, I think he I think he ended up saying turkey though. Which yeah, was, I don't know which why. Was, we were like, but... huh? all right, cool. <laughs> I I mean, it's whatever, just... whatever, whatever you love, you know. Um, but I think most people said elk. Um, did we answer it? Elk, bear. Yeah. Bear was a big one. Yeah, yeah I've, uh, I've hunted some bear, killed some bear. Um, but I, I do absolutely love the moose hunting. I enjoy it more than the elk hunting. But I love elk hunting, too. Yeah. Um, but it's hard It's hard to beat good whitetail hunting, you know, in the Midwest when, you, when you've done that. Um, yeah. And then it's just, you know, it's just uh, there's a lot more action. You know, you're not in that environment. And, and really – Going after elk, going after moose. I want to go after caribou and bear. It's, it's about going. It's, it's about being in that environment, right? It's not necessarily the animal. It's about being exactly the mountains in a new place, um, and that's and and just being as rugged as you can possibly be, where no one potentially has been before. And that's what you get in Alaska. And that's what I absolutely love about that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but if you're just left with one animal ever, that's a, that's a tough call. Yeah. I suppose it'd be hard to choose over white tails. I, I've never really hunted anything other than them, so yeah. But man, I, I really like the West. I love the mountains. I, I lived I lived in Colorado for three years and dropped the ball and didn't hunt elk out there. I really screwed that one up. So this A bit. yeah. So this year I got to go hunt um, Idaho in December for whitetail. Have y'all ever done that? I, I was going to ask you, how, because that was at the Whitetail Camp, right, with Clay Hayes and them? It was. How'd that, was how'd that go how down? How was that? That looks like a good it trip. Was, um, it, it, it was a little more mountainous than you used to off of the video showed. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I do remember watching you huff it up a hill. I, did, I do remember We that. don't have these hills in Georgia. <laughs> it was a little more mountainous. It was a little colder. There was a little more snow and a little more ice. Um, you get but up snakes. in your cot. Pardon? Less snakes. There's a lot less snakes, but yeah. snakes don't bother me a bit. You know, they don't bother <laughs> me one, one at all. Um, I catch them all the time. Um, they don't bother me at all, but they do bother a lot of people for some reason. 
let's let's get into that hunt for a minute because I mean Andy's told us a little bit about it and it, it sounds like a, a good time and and it's a group of guys you get you got a good wall tent going and obviously if nobody's ever seen it there's was there three or four videos of him of the clay posted throughout the years of the, the whitetail camp right mm-hmm something like that Schaefer that uh, sounds about right I think there's about four of them out there but how how was that how'd um how'd that hunt go out it went it was it was it was a great hunt so i met you know i met clay the same way i met burkhart i invited him to come down and speak um to our banquet you know years ago and we we've pig hunted a few times together yeah um and um you know he invited me to come out you know along with a couple of other folks here nearby um to to, to come out and hunt and it was just uh it was such a unique whitetail hunt you know there's if, if you love to hunt whitetail you need to go to Texas at some point. You need to go to the Midwest, you know, the, the coastal islands off of Georgia, um, you know, as well as the Southeast. And, and you know, you, there's just some hunts you just have to do. And so this one was not even on my radar as far as an Idaho December deer hunt, you know, when right. you're six or 7,000 feet up and it's as cold as it is, you know, tons of snow. And, you know, it wasn't even the weather or the conditions, but it, it was just so cool. Um, to be in that environment because I'm not used to hunting deer <clears throat> where you see signage for differentiating um, black bear from a grizzly bear <laughs> or, or seeing signage where, you know, there's wolf trappers in the area or seeing guys on the mountain roads that are hunting cougars. <clears throat> you know, they've got their dogs with them. And so I'm not used to that when you're whitetail hunting around here. So it's, right. it brings a whole new element to that. Um, <laughs> I just sat on the ground the whole time. I didn't even bother to take a stand. They had some, you know, Andy Andy offered um, to use his stands, but I just sat on the ground because you could find some, um, <clears throat> I guess it was spruces. You could find some spruces where there was no snow underneath that tree and you're well protected yeah. in a good area. Mm-hmm. But the idea of that hunt is to catch the whitetail on their migration. You know, they're in the, they're, they're in the, they're in the tops, and when it starts to get cold, um, a lot of snow, they'll move down to the valleys. And apparently when you catch it right, there are literally just deer everywhere. You'll see 50 deer a day or more. <clears throat> and um, we miss that already. There's still a resident population of deer in that area. And so really that's what we ended up hunting. And we all saw critters, um, no shots taken, but absolutely, um, absolutely enjoyed it. The camaraderie, um, just getting to see that country, you know, cooking the meals, the coffee in the morning, the fires. It was a, it was a great, great time. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. And that that video was great to watch. That was a good one. Yeah, it was good. And that's when I also realized I was very much out of shape on that trip. Too. I, again, also, there's a, okay. I got you. Yeah, not bad. So, so Clay goes, uh, he goes, hey, you want to go down to the river with me? And I'm like, sure. So we go down to the river. We've been driving a while. And uh, very sarcastically said, we're not going to go up a hill like that, are we? He's like, well, yeah. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, no. And um, he's a goat. I mean, we get out of the vehicle and he's gone. And you feel like you just have to keep up. And that's the first time. Not only was I just out of breath. That's the first <laughs> time all legs have just, they just <laughs> did not want to work anymore. I felt with every step I was going to collapse. <laughs> 
what, what, what is Clay weigh? He's like 130 pounds, right? And close. He's uh, yeah. He's like 154. He's, he's, he's and he, so he's got nothing to carry up the side of a hill. He's like those. You ever see those guys? Uh, you ever watch the Tour de France and see the guys that are the specialized yeah. climbers, and they're like little tiny guys that can go up, you know, straight up and down hills like nothing because they're not carrying any weight. They're just straight muscle. <laughs> he's like That's one right. of those dudes. That's exactly what he is. Yeah. So and, what you're um, saying, Vance, is you're not. I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> but when I go back, when I go back, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be able to handle that better. No nice. question about that. You gonna find so, some hills in Georgia? I, we've got a handful where I live. You know, we have a few ditches out back, but we don't have. It's pretty flat where I <laughs> am. No it, doubt about that. Wasn't Deliverance filmed in Georgia? It was North and, Georgia, and that looked like some seriously rocky stuff up there. That looked like really cool country. Yeah, that's in the mountain <clears throat> country. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that that looked more way more mountainous than Pennsylvania does. Yeah, that area is very mountainous. Nah, that's cool. That's the bottom of the that. Appalachians. I guess so, right? Pardon? It's got to be the bottom of the Appalachians, right about there. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Is that where is that where the Appalachian Trail ends? That area. Or begins one or, or the other. Excuse me, begins. I guess it depends on which way you're going. I guess most Whether people you're probably or climbing. I imagine most people start in Georgia, seeing they're you know they're starting in the yeah. in the winter, like right about now. I think most through hikers are starting April, something like that. I'm trying to think of the name of that river, and it may be the Chattooga River where that was filmed. I'm I'm drawing a blank. Um, but it definitely was filmed in North Georgia. Yeah, some good no banjo skills down there. Um. Yeah. What 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 other uh, what other hunts you want to talk about? What's what's something that sticks out to you that, that you had a, I guess a, a favorite successful hunt of all time? Yeah, there we go. I'll tell you what, um, one that I thought was great. Mm. So when I would hunt Wisconsin a lot, I was uh, shooting a compound, killed a lot of big deer up there, and went three years in a row without shooting anything up there. And then the fourth year, that's when I had switched to traditional and so the guys that i hunt with up there in wisconsin were just were just giving me a very hard time you know why in the world are you bringing that thing up here you're bringing a recurve <laughs> up here and uh so i was just i was just determined you know just absolutely determined um and you know just one one morning i'm uh i'm in a ladder stand up there and I'd had some close encounters. I, I'd had animals that I was confident I would have been able to shoot if I had had a compound. Um, and I was getting a little frustrated because they were nice bucks. And uh, I sent my buddy Matt Schuster. I sent him a text, and he literally just responded and said, "We are not. We are not perfect predators." And I'm like, "Oh man, that really, that really sunk in. You know, that means just oh, yeah. be patient and wait, and you'll get your opportunity." And um, so. Literally, I heard all this crashing going on behind me, and uh, I see this enormous eight-pointer. And there's some does out here to my right, about 50 yards away, and he comes running to these does and then left with those does. Um, and then about 10 minutes later, I see another nice 10-pointer show up, and he's just walking through the woods to my right, and that eight-pointer is still in sight but quite a ways away. And he turned around and saw that buck back here and came running back and squared off with that, with that buck. So you got a really large eight pointer and this, um, 130 ish 10 pointer. 
And so they square off and they're just circling right there in front of me. And I'm like, okay, these are clearly the two bucks that were fighting. I'm fixing to just see him do it again right here, 20 yards in front of me. Um, and then the, the young, the smaller buck, which is the 10 pointer, which is the one that's sitting right there, the smaller buck, um, back, back down. And so he turned and just walked. He just decided he was going to change directions. And that happened to be right in front of me at about eight yards away. Oh, um, and I had a, uh, I had a Damon Howitt. Um, it's hanging right there. It's a Mamba 55 pounds. Yep. Um, and I had some sick spruce arrows. Um, and I made a fantastic shot and he, he ran 50, 60 yards and just piled up. And I think that is probably, um, the, the, my biggest success story with a recurve because it was the, the whole environment, the weather, the fighting, um, the intenseness. Um, it was just, it was just an awesome, awesome hunt. And then that's taking so that sweet. thing back into camp. <laughs> that, that's the beauty. Sticking it in everybody's face. Yeah. I love it. Taking that into camp. <laughs> oh, Who man. needs training wheels now? That's yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> what? Let, let's go opposite. What? Tell us about your uh, your biggest miss. Ooh. Because um, we all we all got them, right? Yep. So how about how about how about the biggest blunder? Sure. Yeah, um, that, that works too. That's, that. that's almost okay. more our language. Yeah, that's usually why we ask yeah. people. We ask people to hear their first traditional kill because it's usually such a shit show that they're they're fun stories to listen to. But if you got something good, let's hear it. So this is, um, this was a moose hunt, but not with Eric. This was a guided hunt. Okay. And I'm in British Columbia. Um, it had been a long, long morning. The guide had been calling calling all morning long. And we had no success. And so we were moving quite a ways. We were, we were walking and we went out until the middle of this big, um, willow thicket, willow swamp. You know, the ground was, was really wet and, uh, you know, thigh high grass and willows everywhere. And he had an 18 year old son. So me and this son are just kind of, his son are just kind of goofing off. We're just joking around at this point. Um, and the guy, he turned around and goes, y'all, hey, shut up, you know. And uh honorary old fella. And so he called, the guy called, and a bull moose responded instantly and was close. And so we just scrambled. <laughs> um, so we're in a little opening that had to be no more than 30 yards across. And right in the middle of this opening was a small little cluster of willows. And I went to that small little cluster right in the middle. And the guy and his son went directly to my left. And the moose, if I'm looking forward, the moose was like at one o'clock. And so expecting it to come in this direction, he started the circle to get our wind. And I just hear his antlers just raking and raking and raking, just rubbing across everything. You know, they, they, they're not quiet animals when they're moving through the woods. And he stops back here. I can't see him, but I can hear him clear as a bell. And then I can tell he's coming, coming right in towards me. Um, and then he, he gets to the edge of the meadow. And stops. And when he does, I'm like, holy cow, he's got a really nice set of antlers on him. And he's directly to my right. And the guide is directly to my left. And I'm right in the middle. And I'm just thinking he's going to come walking out 10, 12 yards away in front of me looking for the cow. And it's going to be a, a no-brainer done deal. Heck yeah. The guide calls him. And I'm, 
I don't know a lot about moose hunting then. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not so sure I would have called right there. I would have <laughs> kind of waited to see if he would have come on out, but he called him. So when he calls, that puts that moose on a path right to where he heard the noise from. And so the problem is yeah. I'm in between them. And so when he's walking at me, I'm like, this is a serious problem. I said, <laughs> I mean, I, I said, I, I literally, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, he, he's going to walk right in front of me where if I get a shot, I don't know. This is my, this, I, I was literally thinking, I'm not sure what the physics are when my arrow hits him before it leaves the bow. That's serious. My arrow's going to hit him before it leaves the bow. I said, I don't know what this looks like. Um, and, and I don't know, you know, this is just a dangerous situation. I knew that a little bit in my head, but I was, I was more concerned about what's going to happen here. Um, so sure enough, he's walking and I could have just, just could have popped him. But I'm sitting here, and I've got my wits about me, and I let him get right past me. He's, I mean, I'm literally, he's right here from here to the laptop. I mean, he's right here. Wow. And, and he walks right here to where his chest cavity is sitting right in front of my face, and it's just past peripheral vision. Um, and I pulled my bow up. To, I, was, I was leaning back to get a shot. And, but when I pulled my bow up, my arrow was coming across my arm. It's not that's on my right. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. So to this day, I don't know why it is coming across my arm. There are several explanations. You, One, you couldn't do the when flip? I let my bow down to take off the, uh, just to re- re- relax my arm in this whole process, you know, it may have caught that grass I'm standing in. It may have caught the grass when I'm pulling it up. Uh, I may have just been nervous and wrenched that string yep. to where it pulled that knockoff, which is probably what happened, right? I, I don't know which one it was. I don't know. Um, but I just know that arrow was coming over my arm. That's all I do know. And so I'm sitting there trying to get it <laughs> on the shelf. I can't get it on the shelf. But he heard that, right? So he turns. And now I've got it. Um, he's looking at me. His antlers are sitting right here. I could have just hit him. And I'm sitting there just still trying to get, and I, and I knew I knew in my brain, I'm like, he's either going to get me or he's going to run away. One of these two things is going to happen. But I'm but I'm trying to get I'm trying to get my arrow on the shelf, and I can't get it on there. Um, this is all with just a second or two, right? Just a couple of seconds. Yeah. And then he just he just bolts, and I never got my shot. Never oh got shot man, off. that what, hurts. What a story, though. Being that close to it, oh my goodness, I couldn't imagine. All I could think about there for a second, and I'm assuming you guys probably have seen the Dwight shoe, you know, where he shoots him and freaking he dies out of the way as he gets charged. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's um, that was a very very intense moment, and I had uh, sure. I've got a I've got a picture where you can see you can see my boot prints and you can see his tracks. I took a picture of that after the fact. Oh uh, wow! Wild. But. I tell you, the most disappointing thing was looking at the guy's face when that moose ran away, and I didn't get the shot off. I'm like, golly. Um, there is. I, I need to run. And an he article. never took it's, another traditional hunter. Yeah, the, the problem is, I was the first one he ever took. <laughs> so, Paving the way for the rest whatever, of them. Whatever uh, preconceived notions he had about trad bow hunters, he said, "Yep, I was right." <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I said under 20, but it'd be nice if they were over two. <laughs> oh, man, I can't. That's, that's exactly what I told him. I said, you can't get too close. So there's an article there. You know, when is it too close? I know there's a good article there, but that was too close. Oh, that's great. Oh, that is good. Oh, that is so good. Th- so what about pig hunting? Yeah. Oh, that's what were you going to ask, Chris? No, that that's good. Go. All right. I was about to say, because I, I think if I were to go down that way and hunt pigs, I think I would be uh, overcome with enjoyment. <laughs> just it seems it like is, super. It just seems like fun, especially this time of the year. And that's a season that doesn't close either, does it? That is correct. On private land, it doesn't close. If you're hunting public property, it does. Um, there's no season for them on public property. But you can hunt them as long as something else is in season. So whether it's small game, deer, turkey, whatever, you can go out there and hunt pigs. Gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting. But I think they were put on this planet to hunt with the longbow. Um, it seems that way. We've heard that. We've heard, we've heard that somewhere. I think maybe Foster said that. That I've always oh, heard Foster that about King? Havelina, yeah. too. Yeah. About Havelina. Very similar. Just yeah. meant to be killed with a bow. I've hunted Havelina, but didn't didn't do any good. Me and Matt and uh, Tom Benash and a couple of TBG members went. Um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a very good time. It seems like uh, George has got a good, I guess, a good bad thing going with the, with the pigs. That's pretty pretty nice to have that. Yeah, like they say, it's good to hunt them on somebody else's place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, we've we've got them where, where I live. They're around here. I've got them on my on my on my property, my in-laws' property that my land backs up to. Um, but we're not overrun with them, so they're still fairly migratory. You know, I say that um, they don't move great many miles, but but they do come and go, unless they're just a, a resident herd that's just you know lots of them. So they yeah. don't they don't do any damage here. Um, that's good. But if they come up to the yard, my wife, who is a, a very um, supporting wife of, of the hunting industry. Um, she's not a hunter herself. She owns a longbow. But if um, if pigs come up and start digging up her shrubs and the sod, she'll turn into a hunter pretty quick. <laughs> nice. Uh, hunter engaged. That's right. She, she, knows that. she knows how to use that longbow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is a line in the sand and it is by the garden. <laughs> That's right. I love it. Oh, that's great. Well, if you guys hadn't done it, you need it. You need to come do it. It's just a lot of. It's a lot of fun. We keep talking about it. One of these days, we need to take a little drive down to Georgia. I think. I don't know about next year, but you know, this year was kind of crazy with the whole baby deal. But uh, well, congratulations. Year, well, thank you. She's uh, she's six months old now, so it's not too 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 crazy. But between that and the bear hunt, because I'm going on the bear hunt with Eric this. Uh, spring. Oh, nice. Oh, are you so, really great? Yeah, yeah, he's been talking about that. Oh yeah, it's yeah, gonna be excited. a it's gonna be a great time. But between that and the baby, I don't think hogs were on the table this year. I'm, I'm stretching yeah. my vacation time pretty thin this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that hunt will be a great time. I'm sure it won't be bad. No, it's not, certainly bad. not bad. Not yeah. not bad. Not bad. <laughs> it won't be good. It won't be bad. Just not bad. When he shoots a 400 pounder, you know, just say yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Are you uh, are you coming up for any shoots or anything this summer? No, I'm not coming up. I'm oh. not coming up that way. All right. Um, I have not been to a Compton's uh, um, deal yet, and I know I've been. You know, I'm getting bugged by a couple of folks about coming up into Michigan, but I won't yeah. make it. 
I do want to get out there at some point. Compton and Etar are both worthwhile to go to. At yeah, least they're once. Fun. Yeah. They're fun. Um, I get. I guess before we kind of wrap this up, we should have you talk a little bit about about Georgia Traditional Bowhunters. Tell us about the organization a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate the um, the opportunity. Absolutely. So definitely, great organization. Been around um, for a while since 1991. We have about uh, 200 members. Um, just under 200 members. We have basically two major events every year. We have a state shoot. Um, that state shoot is coming up uh, in May, May um, 19th and 20th, I believe. And we have a banquet in July. Um, and that banquet is is coming up uh, July 22nd or 23rd, that's Saturday. Um, our, our guest speaker this year is Randy Cooling. Oh, nice. Um, oh, nice. We've always had some really good guest speakers. We've had, yeah. you know, Randy's coming this year. Matt Schuster has spoken, Clay and um, TJ Conrad, Monty Browning, Brian Burkhardt, of course. We've had some great members. It's a decent uh, talk list. also. Pardon? It's a, it's a decent Yeah, list. those guys are all, they're all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had some. Uh, I'm had happy some I asked about that early on in the podcast. <laughs> What's that? I'm happy I asked about the not bad thing early on in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Episode fifty nine, not bad of a time with not bad. fans. Henry. Okay, we got yeah, our so we got our title. One of our, uh, one, of our one of our officers, uh, Buck Ernst, and uh, two other guys, um, Chris Harper, and uh, uh, one of their buddies. I forget his name. He's just the luckiest guy I know for winning knives. But they did a, a great presentation on on a do it yourself elk hunt. Um, anyway, we've always had good speakers. Pretty good turnout. Uh, so that's the two major events, but we, you know we, we've got three zone reps. We have a northern zone rep, a central zone, and a southern zone rep. And each rep is responsible for putting on an annual shoot and an annual hunt. Um, that's really what they do, and all of those are, are, are well attended. Um, Dendy's hunt was just put on at Fort Stewart, and it's always an ag, um, it's, a, it's a hog hunt in February. We had about 20 members or so show up for that, um, and it was a it was a great hunt. Awesome. Um, so that's the uh, that's the biggest deal. We also have a youth program, um, and um, let me see what else we have. That's 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 the biggest thing. Yeah, great organization. Yeah, it sounds awesome. like it. Georgia, but we do want to encourage. Uh, we're 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 trying to figure out on our state shoot. It's going to be competitive this year, and we're uh, we're going to be reaching out to our neighboring states because we think we have some better shooters than South Carolina and Florida and Tennessee and Alabama. So we're going to encourage those folks to come challenge our Georgia shooters. Nice. And we might even set it up in a in a team environment, um, you know, with an Ironman type of shoot. So we welcome those folks to come uh, challenge the Georgia shooters, and um, we'll we'll see who's the best. Georgia seems to be quite the hot spot these days. Yeah, yeah, man. <clears throat> you guys got a good thing going down there. We do. Oh we man, do. Schaefer, anything else we need to hit on tonight? No, so I, I guess well, this might not be a great question. Like up in Vermont, when people move here, we call them flatlanders. Do you do you have terminology like the snow oh, people? Yeah, Yankees. <clears throat> Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. Yankees, <laughs> Democrats, <laughs> yeah. Liberals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's call- weirdly hitting home. No, I've actually, actually, we hope we hope they vote right when they uh, when they move from uh, the northern states. 
I, you know, I think it's it's not the northern state. Well, I shouldn't say that. We never mind. I got, we got New York close to us, and I got I'm stuck with Philly, so never mind. That's, yeah, that's it's all it's all fast. we have yeah, our share of. You're uh, right. Of, of all parties here too, we're all surrounded. Yeah. Oh. Uh, awesome. Yeah, we don't have a good nickname for him. Uh, Florida does, but Georgia Georgia does not. What's Florida you know. called? Uh, um, I think just the snowbirds. Oh, snowbirds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, all the bl- the blue hairs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, good stuff. We welcome man. them. What's that? I said we welcome them. This area is booming, and um, you know, out of Augusta, and then Thompson is on the outskirts of Augusta, but Atlanta is you know one of the fastest growing cities. So there's a lot of folks heading this way. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. It seems that way. Hopefully they uh, they take care of the they they respect it. Yeah, right. They do. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Good, good. Well, um, awesome. Yeah, this that's, is this has been fun talking, to you, man. It's been, been like an hour yeah. and a half already. Something. Been a while. I love oh, it. Too, well, good. We we it's welcome you. We welcome I, you on anytime. Yes. Definitely. We'll wel- have to get you and Eric on I, at the I, same time. I uh, I concur. I almost Let's thought that. about that tonight already, but. Uh, I figured it'd be good to get both sides, and then, and then and then bring it together and let the chaos happen. Yeah, yes. Exactly the right. not we can call it the not bad special. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're doing that would it. Be awesome. That would be awesome. All right. I think this is going to carry. I think uh, he's going to be hearing about not bad for quite a, quite a while. <laughs> Great Northern. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, uh, this has been too good. Awesome. Too good. Do, uh, do you have any like social media or anything you want to talk? You want to tout uh, out there and let people know where, where people they can find could you, learn more about you, or 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 well, actually uh, uh, Georgia traditional bow hunters too. Yeah, traditional bow hunters of Georgia is um is tradbowga.com. and um on Instagram it's at tradbowga. So that's the traditional bow hunters of Georgia. Our website is not. Up to uh, up to date, it needs to be updated. Um, had been new postings on there in a while, but Instagram yeah. should be pretty good. Okay. Um, and my Instagram is just Vance Henry. Excellent. Short, simple, sweet. And I'm fairly new to social media, so I've only been on there since our elk hunt. So I haven't done a pile of postings, but um, I'm uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. I love seeing all the all the trad guys on there. I, it's almost like the new like trad gang, and I hate saying that, but it's just like. I don't really go on the forums anymore because everybody's on Instagram these days. I I did go on Trad Gang the other day. It was the first time I've been on there in probably about two years. I haven't been on in a while. It's still it's still I, working. <laughs> I, I love posting pictures in the wild. I mean, I'm I'm, all, I'm always looking for arrowheads. I got quite a few of them around here. There's a, there's a bunch in this area. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I'm always looking for those. I'm always looking for shed antlers. Which I found five the other day, pig hunt. I've never seen, I've never found five shed antlers before. I found five of them. They're all sitting right there. Um, That's a good day. Seriously. And then mushrooms. You know, I'm always looking for wild mushrooms too. So I'll, I'll post all those pictures when I find something good. Yeah. Um, and then anything that I may shoot or whatever. Awesome. Awesome. 
Well, perfect. Yeah. Talk about a fun time. Seriously, yeah, man. Thank you very much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. It was it was nice to finally get to meet you and BS with you for a bit. Absolutely. You are we, really only real heard, well. we only heard really Eric's side of these too. stories. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I had no idea <clears throat> coming home yesterday what I was going to be up for tonight. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, Vance. <laughs> you do a really good Eric impression. <laughs> oh. yeah. I love it. Awesome. Perfect stuff.